Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 193. Consider this, why I am so proud of you. It's January 23rd, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and all around (laughs) funny girl. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. There is no longer any music for my podcast intros or outros. In order to be more inclusionary for people who have hearing loss or who are hard of hearing, I invite you to join the movement and get other podcasters and social media types to ditch music when combined with voice. That would be amazing. End of non-musical intro. Consider this, why I am so proud of you. I have quite a bit to say about this and a little bit of research, of course, before I break it apart. Visit my website to enter my giveaway. As I mentioned in the non-musical intro, nothing I say in this podcast or any of my other content is designed to be medical or therapy advice. It is simply not that. If you need medical or therapy advice, you should get it from a licensed healthcare provider. Next, transcripts. My transcripts are available on rss.com. Unfortunately, in my humble opinion, they are not in a usable format. So I am working on that with my IT guy. I have put in a ticket with rss.com. We'll see how it works out. One way or another, it will get worked out this year. I'm just not sure how soon. Lastly, if you are suicidal, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. Consider this, why I am so proud of you. I have to tell you, in recent months, I'd say, well, since my accident, maybe maybe since October, I've been talking to people. (laughs) I have been, even in rehab, I talked to a lot of people. Oh, by the way, shout out to Cedarwood Rehab and all the good people there in Tyrone. Hi, everybody. Miss you. I'll see you sometime later this year. But I have been talking to people about whether they're proud of themselves. And unfortunately, I have to say, as as disappointing as it is, that most of the people, not all, but most of the people that I feel extremely strongly should be proud of themselves, do not feel proud of themselves. So I, I want to distinguish this podcast in terms of being proud of yourself versus false pride or being hubris filled or filled with arrogance. So pride as a noun is number one, a sense of one's own proper dignity or value, self-respect. Two, pride is defined as pleasure or satisfaction taken in an achievement, possession, or association. What I do not mean by pride, which is another definition of pride, is arrogant or disdainful conduct or treatment, haughtiness. We're not talking about haughtiness here. So those are the two common definitions. Now, false pride. False pride can be a hallmark of narcissism, psychopathology, psychopathy, or other mental health disorders. So 
that's that's just a good thing to know because we don't want we don't want you dealing with people who are dangerous or really problematic what's at the heart of this conversation though is that the general population in my most humble opinion and definitely in my uh, rich experience they do not recognize or understand the significance and the harmful impacts of what they've been through in life so that's number one the population at large does not recognize the harmful nature and impact of what's happened to them in life that's number one number two the underpinnings of this lack of feeling proud of yourself stems from the fact that we have normalized extremely bad and toxic behaviors and at the same time we have made some very healthy behaviors be abnormal a third underpinning of this is that we have betrayal blindness the not seeing the forgetting the lack of awareness that keeps some painful situation and situations and impacts out of our view which is why it's called betrayal blindness another layer underneath this is as a society overall generally speaking we have a very low emotional intelligence quota and low we are low in emotional processing which allows some behaviors to go unchecked and unrecognized because of the lack of emotional abilities a fifth underpinnings of this is that up to by all reports up to 85 percent of the population has low self-esteem which contributes to you not feeling being proud of yourself and the last piece although there's many others but this is gives you six of the what's swirling underneath this is that over the last 60 years we've had a tremendous and significant breakdown of the nuclear family which contributes to this issue so because we're not openly and widely talking about bad behaviors, traumas, adverse childhood experiences, and the like, I am going to read a numbered list of experiences that you might have had, either in childhood, in your teenage years, young adult years, or currently as an adult. My request of you, as you're going through listening to this list, it's a long list, well, it's a reasonably long list, is for you to check yourself oh yeah that was me and if you want to you could count up on your hands like you could go oh that's one. Oh, that's two yeah or not but anyway here is a list of experiences that are common that can contribute to you not feeling proud of yourself this is again what have you of this list what have you experienced so far in your life one adverse childhood experiences if you're not familiar with that it's called ACE and uh, that's a test you can find online but it's adverse childhood experiences two trauma betrayal trauma or other types of trauma three a parent who invalidates your feelings four a parent who played favorites five sibling bullying or mistreatment six school or other bullying or mistreatment which could be in sports organizations etc 
7 being rejected 8 being criticized condemned or judged 9 having your heart broken 10 a toxic narcissist parent or narcissist in your life a psychopath or otherwise mentally ill or mentally unwell parent or adult in your life 11 having to take on adult responsibilities as a child teen or young adult that do not belong to you 12 having a parent with an addiction or more than one addiction Two, 13 poverty 14 homelessness 15 not having enough friends or not having enough good friends 16 growing up in a family where domestic abuse was going on 17 neglect of any form 18 having a parental figure withhold love and affection from you which is common 19 domestic violence separate from what i said earlier 20 economic abuse 21 being made into the family scapegoat 22 having a perfectionist parent 23 having an emotionally unavailable parent or having both parents be emotionally unavailable 24 having a parent that has anger issues 25 feeling lonely or isolated for any number of reasons 26 having a family member with a serious illness 27 having a loved one pass away 28 having a special needs sibling or disabled sibling or child or parent 29 being in a double bind situation 30 being trauma bonded with someone or multiple people 31 growing up in a scarcity environment 32 having a righteous arrogant opinionated or know-it-all parent or caregiver 33 facing or dealing with discrimination discrimination of any kind 34 not being taught emotional skills and abilities 35 not being taught assertiveness 36 physical emotional or sexual abuse 37 you having health problems 38 you not feeling loved or valued 39 having irrational parents or at least one parent who is not rational 40 being abandoned by either a parent both parents or family 41 not being encouraged in life or not being supported 42 not being taught healthy coping strategies for life 43 not being taught boundaries or growing up in a family where boundaries were either low or completely absent 44 being not being taught goal setting and how to go about achieving goals 45 not being allowed to have friends 46 having a self-absorbed or self-centered parent 47 not being taught life skills 48 divorce that could be your parents or your own divorce 49 feeling trapped in life 50 dealing with depression anxiety sadness anger and other painful emotions 51 having a smear campaign done against you or other cruel actions 52 people being mean to you 53 people hating on you and not for good reason 54 not being allowed to pursue your dreams or goals 55 being betrayed that includes cheating infidelity having your money or assets stolen and many other forms of betrayal 56 having a parent or sibling go to jail or be arrested 57 being the victim of a crime or being assaulted 58 being made to feel that you are not deserving or worthy as a human being 59 
knowing your parent resents you or that you are somehow a burden. And 60, not having psychologically safe people or one psychologically safe person in your life. That is 60 different aspects of life, which are extremely common. I know one or more people that have had everything on that list, everything. I don't mean they've had all of the things. I mean, I know someone who was not allowed to have friends as a child. I know people who were, you know, deeply bullied at school. I was bullied at school. Like, I know people who've had each one of those. And most people I know have multiple ones on the list. So, I actually can say, to be honest, of the people I know in life, this is everybody, everybody I know has at least two of those things on the list. Some people have three, four or more. So these are regular experiences. These are not like, oh, far off the deep end. I mean, there are plenty of parents who get arrested. There are most, a lot of parents have addiction. Lots, there are lots of people who are self-absorbed. This is like a, this is a common behavior. And it's common behavior because we, we've normalized it and we don't talk about it. So if you, as a human being, are at all like me, and you're not a therapist, and you're not in the medical health profession, then you might not recognize the significance of just one of these experiences. It was 2018 until I realized that I'd ever had a trauma. So what we know from the research is that over 70% of the world has had a trauma. We know from the research that up to 85% of the population has low self-esteem. We have agreements on those numbers. There's nothing I've read to the contrary of those two f figures. What this means though, is if you're feeling unworthy, undeserving, not good enough, or not lovable, it's a very likely that you don't feel proud of yourself. I mean, it's predictable you don't feel proud of yourself. But I'm talking about the list of 60 items I just read, many of them constitute a trauma. If they don't constitute a trauma for you, they most certainly could, could represent a traumatic event. Now, the list of 60, and by the way, I could have gone way beyond 60. I thought 60 was a reasonable enough number for you to go, oh wow, that's a lot. And for you to see, if you don't know the statistics, that this is extremely common behavior. Now, so what this, the list, by the way, the 60 things, 60 experiences, 60 different situations. This is one of the reasons why life is so hard. It's one big reason. When you as a human being begin to gain wisdom and understanding and knowledge of how painful and traumatic that list of 60 things is, you will start to make a shift. You might make a little shift or a big shift and change your thinking because you would start to recognize it's a very big deal that when I was growing up, my mother wouldn't let me have any friends. Or you might recognize, wow, it's a very big deal that I had four sisters and they, they were so abusive to me. You know, like some of these things are huge traumas, huge, huge, huge. It depends on what happened. So the more you gain knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, you can start to look at things from a different perspective. Now, unfortunately, 
where we are in 2024 as a society is we're not telling the truth. We're just not speaking about things. And worse, what's worse? We don't have agreement on a good on the definition of good mental health. Add to boot, like let me pile on. Then we've got public speakers and podcasters with whatever degrees who show in their content that they are irrational with their black or white or all or nothing thinking. Like, it's like, oh, how did you get to that position? And nobody's pointed out that you're irrational. That's black and white thinking or all or nothing thinking. So we just have all these different factors going on in society that wouldn't leave you as a human being going, wow, I should be proud of myself. Look at what I've accomplished. So before I dive into what I'm proud of you for, I want to touch on the research on humility. So humility is the state or condition of being humble. And humble, as an adjective, means marked by kindness or modesty in behavior, attitude or spirit, not arrogant or prideful. And two, showing differential or submissive respect. So humility is the state of being humble and humble is marked by meekness or modesty in behavior, attitude, or spirit. And so what is modesty? Well, that was my first question. I thought, well, people are going to wonder, what what does she mean by modest? Modesty as a noun is the state or quality of being moderate in estimation of one's abilities, accomplishments, or value. Two is to reserve or reserve or propriety in speech, dress, or behavior. Three is the state of being unostentatious or moderate in size, quantity, or range. So you can see when we're talking about humility and the state of being humble, we can bring in the definition of modesty to stay the state or quality of being um, moderate in the estimation of one's own abilities, accomplishments, or value, behaviors, attitude, or spirit. Now, there's not a ton, there's not a ton, ton, ton research of research on humility. Interestingly enough, though, it has, humility as a topic has grown in interest and grown in the research in the last 20 years or so in the field of psychology. Humility as a subject or topic has been written about, discussed, and examined since the earliest days of mankind, which you can find in the writings of ancient philosophers and writers, famous people throughout history have written about the value of humility, including in Christianity, humility is considered to be a virtue and included in the Bible as as one of the virtues. Now, from the research of Worthington et al. 2017, They're saying humility has three components. One, listen to this, one, accurate self-perception. Two, modest self-perception, self-portrayal. Three, other-oriented relational stance. So humility, according to Worthington et al., belongs to a cluster of values that binds society together. That's a quote. So the quote from Worthington et al.'s research is, quote, humility belongs to, quote, a cluster of values that bind society together, unquote. And this includes, in that cluster are included, compassion, forgiveness, altruism, gratitude, and empathy. Of course, obviously, humility. So it's very interesting that 
In 2009, Tangney identifies six different aspects or what's called intrapersonal aspects. And intrapersonal means internal to a person or internal to a person's mind. Here are the Tangney uh, identification of, of aspects for humility. One, willingness to see ourselves truthfully Two, an accurate perception of our place in the world. Three, an ability to acknowledge our mistakes and limitations. Four, openness. Five, low self-focus. And six, an appreciation of the value of all things. I don't know if you know where I'm going to put, put this together. I'm not sure if you're following along my logic and how this works together that I'm laying out humility before I've told you why I'm proud of you. Well, this is an integral part of maybe a trait that you might want to develop because what does we're talking about why you're not proud of yourself and why I'm proud of you. And of course, now you're hearing the components, a willingness to see ourselves truthfully, an accurate perception of our place in the world. Those are things that might be missing for you, hint, hint. So interestingly enough, in the research, humility is listed as a character strength. It's the opposite of pride, the opposite of arrogance, and it's the opposite of an inflated sense of importance. Now, I mentioned in a previous podcast, Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K's work in the growth mindset. Now, humility is part of Carol Dweck's research from 2006 in her growth mindset research. According to Dweck, Humility involves not just admitting to our shortcomings, but actively seeking to overcome them. Humility involves learning and teachability in a way that includes constant self-correction and self-improvement. I'm going to give you seven benefits for humility before I tell you why I'm so proud of you, if you haven't figured it out. Number one, this is the benefits of humility. One, positive impact on cognitive, interpersonal, and decision-making skills. Two, openness of humility can provide career advancement even more over more talented peers. Three, could be more predictive for performance as a performance indicator over IQ. Four, in leaders, humility fosters trust, engagement, creative strategic thinking, and generally boosts performance. Five, humility is generally associated with more positive emotions. Six, it strengthens various social functions and bonds. Seven, fosters an openness or attraction to foreign cultures. So that's, oh, humility is going to be more inclusive. So if you haven't like arrived at my logic, why am I so proud of you? Well, I am so proud of you. We're going to get to where you are about yourself in a minute. But I'm so proud of you because you are alive. You are alive, number one. Maybe you don't think that's something to be proud of, but I do. Number two, you are listening to this podcast or reading the transcript, whether the transcript is fixed or a mess at whatever point, which is a huge deal. I don't know if you understand, if you get to work on yourself, that is a huge deal. It is unbelievably huge if you engage in personal growth and development, which is what my content is. Three, you are doing it. 
You are doing life. You are doing it. Whether you have this judgment that you're terrible, your life sucks, or it's a hot mess, whatever, you're still in it. Four, you haven't quit. Like, you might not think, like, the fact that you haven't quit is a big deal, but given the list I went through, that's, those are the things that make people quit. Those are the things that take people out. Five, you survived hard and painful experiences and situations. Of course I'm proud of you. I'm more than proud of you. I want you to be proud of yourself. And when you get the significance of some of what you've been through, you might go, oh, yeah, I understand why she's proud of me. Six, you are lovable. You are deserving. You are worthy. In my eyes, in God's eyes, and in the universe's eyes, whether or not anybody else agrees, those three things, myself, God, and the universe, we agree, and it's another reason to be proud of you because you are worthy, you are lovable, you are deserving, you are beautiful, which is number seven. You are beautiful and special. Even if you don't see it, I can see that about you. I meet people and I can see how beautiful they are as, as a human being. And then that's another reason to be proud of you. Now, if you're bad and evil, I'll eventually pick up on that. And that I wouldn't be proud of you if you're bad or evil. Eight, what you've been through in your life is a big deal. You're still here. And if you can't get proud of that, hopefully by the end of the podcast, you will get, you will get there. You will get there. You have skills, abilities, traits, personality traits that I'm proud of you for. You might not see yourself in that way, but you have them. I know you do. And for sure, I'm proud of you because you've done all of these things without getting trained in emotional skills and abilities, without getting trained in many healthy aspects of life. I promise you, you did not get training on. Yet here you are. Here you are alive listening to this podcast and you didn't quit. These are big deals. Like I I didn't know about this back in the day because I'm not a therapist. But I, I know I have a lot to be proud of. And I don't mean like arrogant proud, but, you know, like proud of myself. My thoughts on this is it's disingenuous of you not to be proud of yourself on some level on some level. Now there are five things right off the top, right off the top that may contribute to you not being proud of yourself. One is low self-esteem, two is irrational thinking, three is a lack of understanding of the hardships you've experienced and the severity and the impact, four is a lack of self-awareness or a lack of an accurate self-awareness. And five is a lack of emotional abilities or low emotional abilities. Speaking for myself, it was only five years ago that I learned I ever had had a trauma. So up until 2018, I was completely clueless that I not only had had a lifetime of trauma, I was in the middle of three concurrent traumas in that moment, which by the way, I discuss in my podcast titled, What is Therapy Anyway? So it's a little short version of how I got, how and why I got kicked out of therapy. But I'm pretty well read. I mean, I'm not like under a rock. I, I'm, you know, reasonably well read and awake and aware. 
And if I don't know that depression and anxiety are two responses to trauma, and I never heard of trauma, that let alone that I had it until five years ago, I don't really think we're talking about this. I don't think it's common knowledge. I eventually catch up with the common knowledge. I may be late to the party, generally talking. It's true. I'm generally a little late to the party, but I get there. If I don't know anything about trauma until five years ago, the only people I think must know about it are therapists and some other people. So it would be reasonable for you not to know you've had trauma. It would be completely reasonable. It would be completely reasonable for you not to know a lot of things. And that would leave you feeling that you're not proud of yourself. Once you get, these are huge deals that you made it, that you survived it, you know, regardless of the status of your life. It's a huge deal, people. Like, I'm telling you, it's huge. So I'm very proud of you because I know the significance of these things. I do, however, have some suggestions for you to help you move towards being proud of yourself. Regardless of what the source is, I already gave you five different sources. It could be low self-esteem, irrational thinking, lack of emotional skills, etc. So number one, my first request in this suggestion towards moving you towards being able to feel proud of yourself is to give yourself a whopping dose of compassion right now, right out of the gates. There is no need for you to beat yourself up on this if you're not proud of yourself. It's just like, no, no, no. Be compassionate with yourself. Be deeply compassionate with yourself. Look at what I'm saying. I'm saying this is like, this is the stuff that kills people and you're still alive. So that deserves a whopping healthy dose of self-compassion. Number two, if you can, this is only if you can, or if you are willing, Look at how many of the experiences that I listed in the 60 are ones that apply to you in your life. Now, for some of you, that will be too hard. Fine, skip over that. But if it's not too hard for you, I think it would be a good exercise. It would be, it might be surprising to you because that list of 60 is the things that take people completely out of the game or ruin them. Number three. With everything I just said, it is a big deal that you're alive, regardless of the state of your life. So my request is that you let this sink in. Let it sink in. I mean, it took me quite a while. I'm slow with shock. It took me quite a while in late 2018 for me to realize I I literally was getting kicked out of therapy for being too healthy. That. That took me quite a while. I'm slow with shock. It took me quite a while. I had a lot. I have lots of notes from every reason why my GAF score, the highly refined executive function in my brain, and on and on and on. But let this sink in. I don't want you to minimize that it's a big deal that you have survived to this point. It is a big deal. Four. This is an action item. Grow your emotional skills and abilities using my free workbook. You don't have to register. It is completely free. And what I talk about in my free emotional processing workbook are different components that you do in your mind to manage and process your emotions. What's available on the internet at this time 
is things to do not in your mind in what they call the 3D world. I think that's what they call it. Where punch a pillow, draw a picture, rip up a paper, cry, call a friend, be grateful. You know, these are the things. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. I have no issue with, with what's being said, but it is not what happens in your mind. For you to have emotional intelligence and emotional processing skills, there are aspects your mind has to work through, which is what I talk about in my workbook. The other aspect of this topic, you being able to be proud of yourself, deals with self-awareness. So you might have an inaccurate perception of yourself. Self-awareness is a foundation of emotional intelligence. It's a foundation. You cannot have emotional intelligence without having an accurate sense of self-awareness. So go to my website right below the Newsweek logo, download the workbook. I'm on version 6.0, which means we have a nice cover and table of contents. I'm thinking about adding uh, frequently asked questions and I may or may not do that. But it's basic psychology is a lot of the content because that impacts how you process your emotions. It does and it should. It absolutely should. If you're the safe person for your sibling or your best friend or co whatever, that means something different. So get to work on learning how to manage and process your emotions using my workbook. Because punching a pillow, drawing a picture, and ripping it up, I'm sorry, that's not going to cut it ever, ever, ever. I'm not saying it's BS. I'm saying that stuff's not bad. That doesn't do it. That is not, that's not, that's part of the problem in society. Number five, today, this week, this month, and for this year, my request is that you celebrate yourself. This is something I talk about with people. I have, a, I have a YouTube video about celebrate every milestone or celebrate every little thing. But uh, I do request people I work with celebrate themselves or, the, or if they don't do that, that they take a reward for, for different things that they've done. Get in the habit of celebrating yourself. Right now, today, you should be going, hey, this chick's telling me I'm doing great, even though I think my life is a total mess. Yes, I do. I don't care what the state of your life is. If you're following along the podcast, you know, eh, a couple years ago, I had all of my money and assets stolen, and I was left with a pile of debt. And if you're really following along, I had a nearly fatal car accident in September of 2023. So there are people who look at my life and think it's a hot mess, and I don't. I'm pretty damn happy. I'm like very, very peaceful, contented, relaxed, and I do celebrate myself. You better believe I do. And I don't mean like arrogantly. Listen, you have my circumstances in life. You will be deeply humbled, maybe even humiliated, but uh, you might not feel humiliated because you don't fall for that kind of stuff. But anyway, celebrate yourself. Please do that. Six. For you, listening to this podcast, wherever your life is, good, bad, and different, a mass, hot mass, whatever, your pathway to feeling better about yourself and having a beautiful and amazing life is through your own personal growth and development. I promise you that. I promise, promise, promise. 
have lots of content that'll prove it to you because my content if you if you're new if you if you're brand new to my content we we do the science proven not fringe science not pop psychology we don't do pop psychology or fringe science but we do the proven diehard real hardcore science here so you'll get all the evidence and science for the different topics in a lot of the podcasts so growth and development make it a priority for you Number seven, this is a difficult topic because the biggest reason why people do not feel proud of themselves is because of those five other reasons I mentioned, low self-esteem, lack of self-awareness, all this trauma, blindness to the trauma. It's a painful topic. This is painful. If you cannot feel proud of yourself, which I would assert, just and the people I've talked to in the last four months, is the most common situation, which marries up with the rate of 85% of the population have low self-esteem. This is painful. This is a deeply painful situation. My suggestion is that you identify the feelings and emotions you have about not feeling proud of yourself and what happened to you, which could include grief, loss, shock, sadness, anger, resentment, disappointment, betrayal. These are That's the tip of the iceberg. We have people who love us who are very bad to us. That's the most common way to break this down. Whether it's a best friend, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your boss, whether it's your parent, whether it's your sibling, whether it's your next door neighbor, whatever, whoever it is. We have people who allegedly love us and are terrible to us, causing us a lot of pain that we then forget or we are blind to or there's this not acknowledging. Identify your emotions about this and then begin to work through your emotions using the workbook. Number eight, are you currently trauma bonded with anyone in your life? I just did a podcast yesterday, I think, on trauma bonding. It is extremely likely, extremely likely, that you are trauma bonded with one or more people in your life. Listen to that. The title is Trauma Bonding Who Me? Because I just found out about trauma bonding last year and I have to tell you, I have been trauma bonded with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, we took care of that, but it's it's your blind spot and, and this is that podcast will help you. My next suggestion, number nine, is an action item I am re- specifically requesting that you do as an exercise if you, as a general rule, are not feeling proud of yourself. So here, you're going to make a list, and here's all the stuff I want you to have on the list. And if you're listening to the podcast, even though my transcripts are a mess, you'll be able to go to rss.com and look at the transcript for this podcast, even though this section will probably take up eight pages. That's the problem. The podcast transcripts for what should be an eight to 12 page document are ending up being 42 to 62 pages because there's only a couple sentences per page. But you'll at least be able to go to the transcript and catch this list. All right, in the list, I want you to put all of your good traits, every good trait you have. Secondly, I want you to put your skills and abilities, any skills you have, any abilities you have. 
The third thing I want you to put is all the good things you've done in life. Every good thing, everything you've accomplished, anything and everything. For example, I graduated from high school or I have a job or I've always had a job since I was 11 or 16 or what happened. Like every little thing goes on this list. The next thing that goes on the list is your good personality traits. Maybe you have a sense of humor, maybe you're kind, maybe you're thoughtful, maybe you're generous or creative, hardworking, etc. All of that goes on it. And then to top it off, you are going to include any hardships or life challenges you have weathered up to this point. So you may have weathered a breakup or handled the death of someone or you got through having to make new friends like every hardship or life challenge goes on there which would include by the way going to school or going to high school like there's lots of starting a new job is hard all the hard stuff you've done so we've got your good traits your skills and abilities all the good things you've done in life and any personality traits that you appreciate or really like about yourself and any hardships you've gotten through. Notice I did not say, include all your weaknesses. No, 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 you already beat yourself up about that. You could probably spit those out in a nanosecond. This is a different list. This is the list you probably never made. Read over the list, keep it, read over it, read over it and let it sink in. Let it, let it wash over you, let it, let it in. I'm telling you, I've done this with people and people really are like taken by it. Stop lying to yourself. You are extraordinary. You are an extraordinary human being. I don't care how much money you have or you don't have or your relationship status. Or you're, like you're an extraordinary person. I promise you. I promise you, you are. Next up, number 10, the power of your mind. I've just wild about this people. I have a podcast titled The Power of Your Mind. Please go listen to it because this is what's taking you out of the game, people. Your mind, the way you think, is taking you out of your potentials, taking you out of life. And you don't understand that because what do you know about your mind? You probably might not know all the stuff I talk about in the podcast titled The Power of Your Mind. Number 11, Learn to control your mind. Well, first of all, my suggestion is for you to get a grip on the power of your mind. Once you get a grip of that, you might be like, oh, wow, yeah. Then you're going to learn to control it. Learning to control your mind, another podcast titled mine, has been written about literally since the beginning of mankind. These are not new ideas. We just somehow evaporate them or what have you. I don't know. Okay, 12. Be present, be mindful. I also have a podcast about that. Number 13, rational thinking. Oh my heavens, people. I just did a podcast about mind reading and fortune telling. I actually literally might do one on all or nothing thinking or black or white thinking. Because I'll tell you what, I'm seeing these quote unquote hotsy totsy people who are literally displaying their irrational thinking in public. They, they're like, oh, anyway. So if your thinking is not rational, you can change that. And if your thinking is rational, I hope you're going to be proud of yourself. I, I have a podcast about cognitive distortions and I've talked about rational thinking ad nauseum. And I do have a, a segment in the workbook about rational thinking because it's extremely important. 
Number 14, love and affection. Oh my heavens, people. I have many podcasts on different aspects of love. Personally, I have no skin in the game if you have romantic love and affection, platonic love and affection, both or either one. I have no skin in the game for that. I just want you to have love and affection. Go listen to my podcast on love. Love is medicine, growing your heart like the Grinch, running away from love, letting love in. I have lots of the lost art of love and affection. Plenty of podcasts that will support you. Love is very significant whichever form you take it. So bring that into your life. 15. Oh, I I look at people every day when I'm out. And so 15 is self-care. Please, please, please start taking care of yourself. All I have to do is look around. I can see people are tired. So I can see people are lonely. I mean, I just see all of this sadness and lack of taking care of themselves it's just in my face i have a podcast on self-care and self-compassion self-care is more than just your grooming you will feel better about yourself you will probably look better you will probably like sometimes when people get onto self-care they look like 10 years younger so self-care 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 and don't like i'm not kidding self-care so you as a human being it's likely you might not recognize the significance of the bad stuff that's happened to you. I had no idea until five years ago, the last five years. And in fact, if you're following along my podcast in the last couple of years, you see all the new things we've added because I'm like growing like a weed people. Come on with me. Come on. It's a great journey. Um, So It would be reasonable and normal if you did not get the significance of the bad stuff that's happened to you. But that's the underpinning, one of the underpinnings of why you can't be proud of yourself. And again, I'm not talking about ditching humility. I'm a fan of humility, which is why I included some research. I'm not talking about you being arrogantly prideful. No, no, no. But there's something off if you as a human being can never be proud of something you've done or something you've overcome or something you've accomplished or having a relation like you know so get on board i've given you 15 suggestions moving forward my my sincere hope is that you can be moved to being authentically proud of yourself in life that's my hope Of course, I also want you to be happy, healthy, and well-loved. But let me know how I can help you. I'm here to help you. I am already having this amazing life. Even though the man of my dreams hasn't come yet, he's coming. Oh, yes, and we're going to have a blast. Like, I'm having a blast without him. So, of course, I'll have more fun when he's here. But, you know, I do understand how hard life is. I do, I do, I do. I love you. Please let me know what else you need. That's it for now. I'm Lisa Lundy with my non-musical outro saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 193, Consider This, Why I Am So Proud of You. I am so proud of you. My invitation is that you move into being proud of yourself. 
please share this podcast on social media to help other people start to feel better about themselves and definitely let me know how I can help you. I love you. That's it for now.